insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. And we are back with the Consistently Cashin' Podcast for the week 14 edition. Week 14. Wow. Can't believe we are here. It's already December. Crazy that we are this far along. If you're like me, I've been spending a lot of time trying to pick up players for these fantasy leagues where I have Mike Williams, who might may or may not play. Then you go to pick up Ty Montgomery, who may or may not play. Then you go to pick up, you know, other people who may or may not play. But fortunately, we don't have to make some of those real almost makes you feel sick inside lineup decisions with some of those guys. Because in DFS, we get to pick who we want on FanDuel and DraftKings this week. And, of course, we're going to do it by picking consistent players. With me, as always, is a consistent guy himself, Ron Rigney, at The Real Made on Twitter. So, Ron, it's a beautiful – I lied. It's a cold Thursday evening here in North Carolina. So, how are things How are things going for you? Uh, it's a it's a beautiful 75 here. So sitting out at the outdoor uh, studio facility here in, in South Florida. And, and and if you can describe the waiver wire that we're scouring here for our playoff teams, it is anything but consistent when you're relying on guys like Lil Jordan Humphrey and Brevin Jordan to give you performances on the level of a uh, Michael Jordan in his prime. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, you're not going to find consistency on that waiver wire. So hopefully you're not... Uh, not too hard up this week heading into the uh, crunch time here. Some playoffs have started. Some playoffs are getting ready to start. So good luck to everybody in that playoff push. Absolutely. But where you will find some consistent options are in this weekend's main slate on FanDuel and DraftKings. So as we're building out our consistent lineups, looking to finish in the upper half of contests to double up our money, maybe triple money if you're lucky, depending on the contest that you're doing. Or if you're like me, you're just playing those beat the scores on FanDuel get into the green just by scoring more than 90, 100, or 110, or whatever other options they have available for you. So that's our goal. We're looking to use consistent players to get us into the money. So we're going to talk about games that we like this week, games that we don't like. And then Ron and I are going to tag team the Voltron lineup. I have the majority this week. We went over to DraftKings. It was a dealer's choice. I like the value there this week a lot more than FanDuel. So I took the easy road out and said, hey, we're going back to DraftKings this week. Why? Because I have to pick five of these nine players, so I'm going to make it easier for myself. However, I did give Ron, it felt like the lion's share of the salary. So he got to go, you know, high-end shopping while I was stuck going from, uh, you know, box store to box store trying to figure out guys to put in our consistent Voltron lineup. Before we get to that, let's start with the games that we like for this weekend. So, Ron, I'll let you go first. What's a game that you are targeting come Sunday afternoon? I think the first one that I'm looking at, and, and I like the, the what the defenses, the past defenses have given up in this one, and that's going to be that Dallas-Washington game. I like a lot of the, a lot of the skill players in that. Of course, Dak's a, a nice play. Taylor Heineke, if you got to go a little bit lower, but Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick might be back. C.D. Lamb, of course, all the Cowboys receivers. The super consistent Dalton Schultz that Bob and I highlighted last night. That guy is is one of the more consistent tight ends that we have had, and I think he's one of the quietest top consistent tight ends that we have had all season. But I, I think and Zeke Elliott as well. Tony Pollard's a little banged up, so it looks like Zeke Elliott's going to get the lion's share of the carries. I think offensively with the skill players, there's just a lot to like in this game, especially when it has about a 50-point total. Absolutely. That's definitely one to like. When I'm looking at it here, there's a couple. I think Raiders Chiefs is going to draw a bit of – actually, I shouldn't say a bit. It's going to draw a good bit of like this week, um, given the options there. Jaguars-Titans is full of low-end value that you can get in your lineups. 
for me, I, I've been drawn to that Falcons-Panthers game. I know it's a division game. I know the Panthers have a lot of talent on that defense, but I really like the Carolina side of the ball. I think Cam Newton bounces back after a horrific outing in one of his more recent times out. We got Chuba Hubbard should be in a good spot as the RB1 for Carolina. Now that Christian McCaffrey's out, he's still way too cheap on certain sites this week. So we'll have to exploit that come Sunday. I really, really, really like DJ Moore. Atlanta's pass defense is horrible. I know Cam is a below average thrower of the pigskin, but for me, I still trust DJ Moore to do well. And you can even take a shot with Robbie Anderson if you if you're really feeling frisky on Sunday. So I like the Atlanta Carolina game. Yes, there's some talent in the secondary for Carolina, but even on the Atlanta side of the ball, Kyle Pitts is fine. Cordero Patterson has been a guy that you simply cannot fade this season. And Russell Gage has turned into a nice little option over the last couple of weeks, really turning into Matt Ryan's go-to receiver. So I think you can get away with players on both sides of the ball. Over-under is only set at 42, which scares me a little bit. I don't know if that's because the if Vegas thinks Carolina's defense is going to slow down the Atlanta office, offense or if they think Matt Ryan's going to Matt Ryan at the worst of Matt Ryan, I should say. I don't like that over-under. I think it's an over, but I do like a lot of options in that game. On the other hand, Ron, what are some games that you don't like this weekend? The the Saints-Jets game is probably the one that jumps off the page at me. And outside of Alvin Kamara, you know, there's a lot to like about that matchup. And I think, you know, he's he's off of injury. He's kind of the last man standing on that that Saints offense. And he's going to get a ton of touches. I don't think it's a, a great recipe for him coming back off injury to get that many. But it feels like they're going to use him a lot, especially with Ingram out on the COVID list. Obviously, on the Jets side of the ball, the the only guy that I that I've had to throw a dart at in a couple of season leagues is is Ty Johnson. Definitely don't want to roll with him in daily. Obviously, not anything really on the on the other side. Maybe Elijah Moore might be a, a sneaky start there at, at wide receiver for the Jets, but this is another one that has one of the lower totals of the week, and I just am not finding a lot to like here. But you, my friend, did find something to like here in the Voltron lineup later on, and we'll get to that. Yes, we certainly will. One other game I do like, it's chalky, but I, I feel like we'll lose credibility if we don't throw it out there. Bills, Bucks, too much offensive mm-hmm. firepower in that one. That's going to yeah. be a good one as well. But games that I – or game, I should say, that I don't like, it's going to be the Denver-Detroit game. The only reason I say that, I would love Javante Williams. I still do this week against the Detroit Lions and how bad their run defense is. I, I, for some reason, Melvin Gordon's going to come back and just take just enough work to have me a little worry about putting him in, in like my cash game line. So the Voltron lineup, you know, we've talked about it a little bit and there's options that we can go with there in that game. But for me, in my lineups, there's just other running backs that I like that I know are going to get the majority of the work. And the, here's, here's the thing. Should Javante Williams get the majority of the work? 100% he should. Mm-hmm. The question is, will he? And for some reason, they're going to keep trotting out Melvin Gordon out there. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Melvin Gordon plays. He actually ends up getting more touches than Javante Williams, despite Javante Williams doubling, maybe tripling the yardage output that he puts out. This is a great matchup for running backs, as we talked about all year. But Melvin Gordon's potential and possible return cloudies the waters just a bit for me. So those are the games that we like and we don't like. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into the Voltron lineup for this week. Like I said, I had the majority – and where do I go first? The game that Ron doesn't find a lot in, but I've actually found a little bit in. And for me, it's Taysom Hill at quarterback. I know he's got the mallet finger thing, but if you play Taysom Hill, you're not playing him because he's a prolific passer. When you look at last week, he put up a ton of points 
you know, looking at it last week, put up 27.7 fantasy points on DraftKings, and he completed less than half of his passes and threw four interceptions. His running ability is that apparently he looked fine in practice. He practiced all week, was making the throws. I don't even care if he throws the ball once this weekend. He's just going to get so much work on the ground how bad the Jets are. So for me, Taysom Hill on DraftKings is an absolute steal. Also, when you consider the fact he is the seventh highest priced quarterback on FanDuel, yet he's 13th on DraftKings. There's a bit of a pricing discrepancy. I'm not sure if the finger scared people off, but for me, Taysom Hill, you have to make a decision on FanDuel. I think the decision is made for you on DraftKings. So we're going to go with Taysom Hill. Ron, who is our first of two running backs? So I went with a guy that you weren't a huge fan of, and you just gave some pretty good reasons as to why. I'm going to give a couple of reasons as to why I think he is a good play, and I don't disagree with you the fact that if Melvin Gordon comes back, he is going to eat into those carries, and that's Javante, Javante Williams. And as you said, we did the lineup on DK. He's 1500 on DK, and his price point was right around what I had left with the two receivers that I wanted to make sure I got into this lineup, and I feel pretty good about getting those guys in and getting Williams in. But the last last week, Javante Williams got that starting gig, 178 total yards, receiving touchdown. He's posted two two straight clutch games. He might secede a little bit of the the, the carries to Melvin Gordon, but I'm crossing my fingers that Denver's going to see Detroit on the other side, and they're going to say, you know what, maybe we'll hold a Melvin Gordon out this week. I haven't seen any reports on him today. But I, I think it's something where even if they decide both those guys are in the lineup, I think there's going to be bo- enough meat on the bone for both of them. Teddy Bridgewater has looked like absolute garbage most of the time, so I think that they're going to utilize both of those guys early and often. And not necessarily because of Melvin Gordon, but even kind of more so Teddy Bridgewater, the fact that he's been as terrible as he has makes me like that a little bit more. Absolutely. And for me, the running back I'm going to is Josh Jacobs. And here's the thing. Availability. Or the best ability is availability. Josh Jacobs is out there this week. Kenyon Drake had a unfortunate and rather gruesome injury last week. He's not going to be out there. We saw Josh Jacobs catch, I believe it was eight balls. Not sure the yardage totals weren't ideal. But if you're a running back that catches eight passes one week and you're in a game script now that you can't right, – let me say it this way. Josh Jacobs cannot get game scripted out of this game against the Chiefs. Even if the Chiefs blow the barn doors off, the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacobs is going to be a three down back this week. He is too cheap on DraftKings. Full point per reception. He should be involved in the passing attack yet again. He's a rock solid RB1 this week that you can really get at a price tag of an RB2. Ron, wide receiver one, who is it? First guy I went with at 7,200 on DK was was CD Lamb going against, and 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 I mentioned this this game earlier going against a Washington team that is amongst the worst on the, on the entire season, as far as allowing uh, fantasy receivers to have big days, they've gotten a little bit better as the season has gone on against the position, but overall in the season, the Cowboys and Washington football team are both in the top 10, as far as allowing fantasy points, Washington's allowed 17 receiving touchdowns to wide receivers. So 7,200 bucks. I felt like that was a solid place to plug in our, wide receiver one, and it left me a little bit of cash left over to get my second receiver that we'll talk about here in a minute. Ooh, okay. I like the sound of that. For me, receiver that I was looking at is Mr. Jarvis Landry. Sure, he's got a questionable tag, but he's going to play. We know it. He'll be out there. He's going to serve as the wide receiver one for the Cleveland Browns. And when you look at it, he's got two straight clutch games, gets to face a Baltimore defense that he beat for about 15 fantasy points in their last time out. And the Baltimore secondary is only getting 
less healthy to say the least. Marlon Humphrey is going to be out. And that even with Marlon Humphrey over the last four weeks, that Humphrey for the majority of that, the Ravens will still allow the second most receiving yards to receivers during that span. Landry is the clear cut alpha in this passing attack. And even if it is limited by Baker Mayfield, doesn't matter. Jarvis Landry might should and will go over 100 receiving yards against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. Who's the other wide receiver that you want to put in the lineup, Ron? Another guy that I love having on my seasonal seasonal teams, and I've went with him quite a bit in, in our lineups here, and that's my guy Terry Targets, Terry McLaurin. And he's going against the Cowboys team that over the last three weeks has allowed 626 yards and three scores to wide receivers. He had a quiet game last week, which I was a little shocked about against Vegas in what ended up being a really exciting game there at the end. Only went three for 22, but two three weeks ago, five for 103. He's got four 100-yard games on the season. He, he's collected five touchdowns. He's got your clutch games. You know, he's not as far up on the clutch game ratings as I'd like for him to be, but I think he's going to get targeted early and often. I think they're going to get him going over the course of his career. He averages six catches, 81 yards, and just under a touchdown against the Cowboys. I think there's no reason that he can't do that and then some this week in a game that I think is going to be a little bit higher scoring than people believe. The tight end position is an interesting one this week. I was about three minutes. Actually, let me say this. I nearly took back the lineup that I or the screenshot that I sent you about six times to put Travis Kelsey in the lineup. <laughs> I really want to pay up for Travis Kelsey. However, it's hard to this week. I also like Jared Cook if, considering that he's basically he basically plays wide receiver for the Chargers. They call him a tight end, but he goes out to the slot a good bit. So Jared Cook could be in line if all of those Chargers receivers ended up missing time. But Got to make a decision with the price tag. So I went with Gerald Everett. He gets to face the Texans defense that's allowed the ninth most fantasy points per game to tight ends this season. And yes, Everett hasn't been, oof, I don't even know, good of late to say the least, but he's getting targets. And if you are a tight end that gets targets against the Houston Texans defense, you tend to have a pretty decent day. When you look at Everett over the last couple of weeks, six targets last week, nine in the game before, four and eight. So he's really picked it up over the last over the team's last four games, really, when you look at it. So he's a guy that I'm looking at there as kind of a cheaper tight end that could pop off and maybe find the end zone. If we can honestly just get about three catches for 30 yards of the touchdown, that's plenty fine on DraftKings. That's double-digit points. That's a quality return on investment. So let's hope for that at the very least. Ron, flex play. We, You spent up a little bit, let's be honest. I gave you a lot of money, and you weren't afraid to use it. So when no, it came sir. to the flex spot, you had to drop down a little bit. So who is that almost dart throw kind of guy that we need to pop off this week? There's no almost about it. This is 100% a dart throw. And, and and we got a little bit of money left over. But as far as in this price range, when you get down to the 45 to 45 and 4,900 spot, there's not going to be a lot there for you to like. But what I did like was Nick Westbrook. I'm going to say Ekine. I don't know if that's right. That doesn't sound right. But for Tennessee Titans. Because he's kind of the last man standing. We know A.J. Brown is not there. We know Julio Jones is not there. And, you know, it's it's, it's kind of between him and Chester Rogers. I don't think either one of them is going to be great, but they're going against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is one of the worst teams against the wide receiver the last three weeks. They have allowed five touchdowns. I, I think he's pretty touchdown dependent, but I think there's a lot of possibility he gets you a score here just because he has a pulse and he can catch the football somewhat well. But he is in that 4500 price point, fits perfectly into here. I like the upside. So I think for that amount of money, it's a nice upside play here. Absolutely. And for the defense, we're going to go ahead. We're just going to pay up. We're going to take the charge. You can certainly drop down 
to go with the Seahawks defense against Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. You can certainly do that. I like the Chargers. The, the, the Giants are about one quarterback injury away from calling Eli to see if he'll leave his brother on the, the Monday Manning cast to come back and suit up for a game or two. So Chargers defense, there's plenty of talent. They got upside this week. I think it, that play will work out well. But like I said, you can always drop down to Seattle if you like. So that is the Week 14 Voltron lineup. Taysom Hill, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams, CeeDee Lamb, Jarvis Landry, Terry Targets, McLaurin, Gerald Everett, the Westbrook guy from Tennessee, and the Los Angeles Chargers defense. Hopefully, even if you don't know how to say um, the receiver from Tennessee's name, hopefully he founds the end zone once or twice, and those announcers can say it a couple of times for us, and then we'll come back next week when he's in the Voltron lineup, and we'll you know we'll say it like we knew it. Um, Nick Westbrook, Akeem, Akine, it's one of them. You know, hope just find the end zone so we know for sure. How about that? Yeah, that yeah. that's that's his job for week mm-hmm. fourteen, but. That is the Voltron lineup, like I said. So, again, make sure you check out the Consistently Cashing article as well at drroto.com. That'll have both mine and Ron's handle and DraftKings lineup. So, make sure you check that out. There'll be a couple of write ups there, some honorable mentions. Basically, you can use that as your game plan for the week 14 main slate on FanDuel and DraftKings. So, Ron, any parting shots before we put a bow on this episode and send it on in? I think I'm just going to call him NWI. So Ooh. that way I can, I, yeah. So we're gonna call him NWI. I'm, that's, that's, I'm gonna roll with that. So yeah, just good luck to everybody again in that playoff push. Come over to drroto.com, check out everything we have, especially check out our DFS stuff. It's every day I'm seeing all of our DFS guys in every sport in our Twitter group. They're posting. It's it's almost like they're printing money over there. We've got some awesome content over there with the NBA, NHL, uh, the college basketball is fired up. You know, obviously the football stuff is going on, but we've got some talented guys over there that know their stuff and uh, hopefully can win you a little bit of uh, cash money for this holiday season. Absolutely. That is always the plan. And when we're looking out of here, that's the week 14 slate. So, again, head over to drroto.com. Check out all the DFS stuff. Check out the Consistently Cashing article. Play the Voltron lineup. Play our lineups. Let us know how you do. If you find yourself in the green, send a a screenshot, green shot, whatever you want to call it. Send it in. Um, You can hit Ron up on Twitter at TheRealMade. I'm on Twitter at Colby R. Conway. So best of luck in your week 14 DFS action. And as always, stay consistent. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.